the forbidden door of professional wrestling with heel turns and headlocks a podcast dedicated to all elite wrestling impact wrestling ring of honor and new japan pro wrestling hosted by bear DiGiulio and brian laprey Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Turns and Headlocks podcast. My name is Brian LePray, and today we are talking about perhaps the most criminally overlooked wrestling company in the United States of America, that is Impact Wrestling. Uh, it's a company that has had a winding road of success, to say the very least. It has been up and down in every other direction you can imagine over the last 20 years, which First and foremost, let's just say hats off for making it 20 full years as a company. That's quite an accomplishment. But there have been highs and lows. The highs, of course, probably being if you were a TNA fan back in the 2000s, early 2010s, when you saw wrestlers like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, Christopher Daniels, the Motor City Machine Guns, Beer Money Incorporated, etc., etc., pretty much revolutionizing professional wrestling in many of the ways that fans of this younger generation might view AEW or fans who did not watch TNA might view AEW. And that's not to say that AEW is not doing it. It's just to say for all of the negative that is out there about TNA, what they did great was they managed to shine a light on professional wrestlers who were not necessarily heavyweights. They managed to shine a light on professional wrestling that was about what was happening in the ring, you know, high flyers and and technical magicians and hardcore brawlers, they all had a home in TNA. Tag teams were featured heavily. The tag team division was deep. It was always deep. It always had multiple people who could steal the show anytime you saw them. It also was a show that included women's wrestling in a prominent role where there were real storylines and and real opportunities for women wrestlers to get in the ring and put on matches, including matches with stipulations that they simply couldn't in WWE or weren't afforded the opportunity to. Essentially, that women's revolution happened in TNA years before it happened in WWE. And unfortunately, there's also the reality that TNA kind of shot itself in the foot a lot of times. It had this incredible, quote-unquote, homegrown talent. And I know if you're a fan of Ring of Honor, you'll say a lot of them came from Ring of Honor. Yeah, but outside of us as that niche demographic, Ring of Honor did not have an extensive fan base. So TNA brought these people to the spotlight, and they were the first company to do so. And I think that is a credit to them. Unfortunately, you had <laughs> you had AJ Styles and... One of the many primes of his career. Uh, you had Samoa Joe in the prime of his career, and, and Christopher Daniels, and all these incredible wrestlers, the Motor City Machine Guns, and you never really 
built around them. They were just a part of your show as you built around 40 and 50 and even 60-year-old wrestlers who couldn't even go on a consistent basis in the ring anymore. And that wasn't about match quality. It was literally just about they physically couldn't handle it. I digress. Reality is, all these years later, Impact Wrestling is back and they're doing as well as they ever have from the perspective of compiling a roster with exceptional talent, putting on high-level wrestling on a weekly basis, providing fresh and honestly unique storylines. And that's why the topic of this episode is very simply, Impact Wrestling is worth adding to your weekly rotation of wrestling viewing. And I know that maybe... This is a silly thing to say. I may, who is it necessary? I don't know. But I feel like it's something that should be said. I feel like it's something that should be addressed head on. And we should talk about the fact that Impact has put together a great roster. They've managed to overcome a lot of those concerns that existed before, which was, well, they lack star power. And what they've leaned into is a combination of genuinely great wrestling and unique characters that are pretty much unlike anything you'll see anywhere else in pro wrestling. Uh, They've incorporated a lot of Ring of Honor talent. That has helped bolster their roster a lot. They've invested a lot in their, I guess you could say, homegrown talent of some sort, right? And they've made the right signings at the right moments in key places. And what that's led to is Impact really being, in my opinion, one of the very best professional wrestling shows in the industry today. Uh, I know that maybe seems like a bold claim, given that AEW and WWE are the two most prominent companies, and Impact simply doesn't have the reach that they do, and you can blame that on being on Access TV or whatever you want to blame that on. But they're really delivering, and what your wrestling rotation looks like is entirely up to you. Maybe you're someone who just checks out the YouTube clips and then watches full matches depending on what you've seen and if you like it. Maybe you're someone who only checks out the pay-per-views. Whatever you are, it's completely your choice. I'm not going to try and change your mind on that. I simply think that when it comes to Impact, if you're not going to watch the weekly shows, you got to keep an eye on it. And by the way, you can go on YouTube and subscribe for like a dollar or two to their YouTube channel and watch every single episode of Impact. I think it's what, a 30 minute delay? There's no reason that if you really want to spend the time on this company that you can't. And I advise you to do so because it's really been a lot of fun to see them kind of get back to what made them what they were when they were at their peak of success. You know, it's funny enough, they brought in a lot of Ring of Honor talent. And Honor No More has actually been a really interesting faction. It has a lot of Ring of Honor, I don't know if I'd say originals. I mean, Eddie Edwards, of course, but... And Eddie Edwards, really, I I think people found him to be stuck in, you know, a, a Tommy Dreamer headspace, if you will. He, he's wrestling those matches that made him one of the most popular wrestlers on the indies again. That has been one of the great revelations of Impact over the last year or so. Uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett have always been a really good tag team. They're showing it again here. You know, PCO is, I mean, unique is the only word for it. And he's someone that is, if you haven't seen PCO, I advise you to check him out. Uh, 
And that's just a fraction of it, because really, I think what has helped Impact get back to where they once were is investing their attention and their championships in wrestling. I mean, the Impact World Champion is Josh Alexander, and I mean it sincerely when I say he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He has put on great matches all year. If you haven't seen his match against Tomohiro Ishii, I sincerely, sincerely encourage you to do so. Uh, A, they had a great singles match for the, uh, excuse me, not the IWGP, the Impact World Champion at Under Siege 2022. Uh, It got four and a half stars from Dave Meltzer. It has an average of 8.89 on cage match. I personally thought it was four and a half stars as well. And that was one of Alexander's many good to great matches during this calendar year. He recently had another great title defense against Alex Shelley at Emergence. He had a great title defense against Eric Young. Uh, He's had great matches against Moose, which I was happy to say I was there in person, against uh, Fred Yehi on the Indies. He's, He's basically been traveling around professional wrestling over the last year or so and just putting on banger after banger. Jake something and Chris Saban and Black Taurus and he was in Ultimate X. I mean, Josh Alexander has essentially been molded into the ace of the company and he is absolutely worthy of that distinction. He is that good that he can be the face of this company and he's doing a great job. I mean, every title defense has been fantastic like a genuinely great match and that's just the top of the card you know there's so much to be offered to you all the way down and i think the key to unlocking the potential that they are has been one signing in specific and that was adding speedball mike bailey Uh, mike bailey has he has been that missing piece from the x division i mean if you no independent wrestling, you know that Mike Bailey, before he had visa issues, was probably the fastest rising star in the indies. And unfortunately, those visa uh, issues kind of ground that to a a sudden halt and, and stunted his momentum a little bit. But he continued wrestling, and now he's in Impact, and he's putting on great match after great match himself. And the reason I say it was the finishing touches is because that X division is beginning to look like the must-see attraction that it used to be. You know, talents like Ace Austin and Chris Bay, who are just master innovators of offense. If you haven't seen Ace Austin and Chris Bay, whether in singles competition or, or tag team or multi-man matches, whatever it may be, you need to check it out. Those two guys are unbelievable, and the third in that group is Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel, who had a pretty lengthy X Division Championship reign recently, he is another guy who is an innovator of offense. He is a explosive and gifted athlete who can take to the skies in incredible ways, but also an understudy of Alex Shelley, who has really honed his craft from a technical wrestling perspective. And that has been a lot of fun to see. It's been a lot of fun to see Trey Miguel become a complete package if you will and he really is he's the complete package now and he looks like someone who could be the face of the company at some point and he's certainly moving in that direction and then you have people that have come to impact that you never would have expected to be as good as they've been steve macklin steve macklin yes of of wwe notoriety i guess from the forgotten sons he's been sensational 
every feud and match he's had has been hard-hitting, has been violent, has been entertaining and intriguing. Sammy Callahan has been a, a key component of what Impact does for years now. Moose, the same thing. Moose, who has made so many leaps towards being the complete main event level wrestler that he now is in Impact. And that's just on the men's side of things. I mean, you look at the women's side of things, and you have Deanna Perazzo, one of the best technical wrestlers in all of women's wrestling, at Chelsea Green, who has really come into her own as a character, uh, Giselle Shaw, who recently debuted and is consistently pulling out new innovative offense herself and, and pushing the boundaries of what I think many people expect from women's wrestling. Uh, Jordan Grace, the same thing, an incredible athlete and powerhouse who has wrestled men and women alike and is constantly putting on great matches left and right. One of the best wrestlers in the game today as well. Killer Kelly, a recent signee. Uh, Masha Slamovich is probably the best kept secret in all of professional wrestling. Mia Yim is back. Mickey James is on her last run of her career. Rosemary is a captivating character that everyone is waiting to get back to the title. Uh, Tasha Steeles is a great heel. I mean, there, there's so much to offer, and there always has been an impact in TNA on the women's side of things where they really empower these wrestlers to explore their characters and pretty much figure out who they are and, and what it is that they want to bring to the table and how it is that they can do that. And, and it's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch because you don't always get that in major companies. Let's just call it what it is. A lot of times these storylines are a little cut and dry, and maybe we'll use the whole sexist word even. And I'm not going to say that's every company. I'm not going to say everyone's failing, but it can happen. We all know it can happen, and denying it doesn't really make much sense at this point. But the point I'm really trying to make is there's the empowerment to explore your character. Savannah Evans, another talented wrestler with a boatload of upside and that's what impact is all about right now they have so much potential they have so much talent on the roster that maybe you've heard of maybe you haven't but you need to know you need to be watching because they're so damn good they're so good they're just waiting to break out and, and i think a few more years like the one that they've had this year and and everybody's going to be watching again. They've been delivering quality, quality wrestling for literally the entire year. And that's not even hyperbolic. That's that's just reality. They've been so consistent and so steady. And it's been honestly a blast to watch this company get back to where they once were. And hopefully the popularity follows because the key, I think, on top of all of this to what is making them so captivating is that partnership with New Japan that takes things over the top. I mean, we've seen some great wrestlers come through. We saw David Finley and Juice Robinson as Finn Juice come in, have a tag title reign and some serious feuds. We've seen Kushida, one of the best wrestlers of his generation, come in and have multiple matches and appearances and impact. You know, we saw Jay White person with a very legitimate argument for being the best wrestler in the world right now go through that company and have a lengthy lengthy tenure uh, you know Yuya Yuimura who looks like he could represent the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling is now having a successful stint there, there there's so much talent coming in 
to impact, whether it be long-term, short-term, or permanent. It's hard for me to sit here and pretend that it's not been as fun as it's been, plain and simple. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to see them add so much talent to this roster. So many people who have been tearing up the indies and are now getting this platform. And on top of all of that, it's great to see some of the TNA originals, some of those core, core wrestlers from the beginning of TNA, from the golden years of TNA. Seeing Alex Shelley and Chris Saban back together and also in singles competition has been awesome. Eric Young is probably on the best singles run of his entire career in terms of match quality. Uh, Just being able to say stuff like, Rhino is back in the company. And if you're a fan of TNA, you know that means something. It's It felt like for so long TNA, or rather Impact Wrestling, was running from its history. It was running from the positive aspects of it and the negative aspects of it. And I get it. You want to move on from the negative. Of course you do. Uh, Of course. No one one can, can disagree with the validity of that approach. But to shun everything means you're shunning positive things too and i genuinely believe that that's what happened i genuinely believed that impact had the right intentions but got away completely from what worked for it for it because they wanted to get away from what didn't and it's hard to see through those blurry lines for the lack of a better way of putting it and unfortunately that was the side effect of it all all that said, I think that is no longer the case. I think Scott Moore has done a phenomenal job with Impact of making it about the wrestling again, about honoring the history of the company, especially some of the wrestlers who maybe didn't get the respect that they deserved when they were in their prime in the company. I, I think that's why we've seen a team like the Motor City Machine Guns holding the World Tag Team Championships, or on that same note, finally seeing Alex Shelley wrestle for a World Championship. It's rewarding as a fan of 20 years of this company. It's rewarding to see the wrestlers who were overlooked get their moment in the sun. And it's even been awesome to see people like Kazarian come back for brief appearances and and have a great match against Chris Saban as in basically a thank you for what those two, two pillars of the X Division, have contributed to that company. And to me, that's a sign of good faith. That means a lot to me as a fan. To me, that's a sign that Impact is heading in the right direction. And I believe they'll continue to head in the right direction. I believe that they... I I genuinely believe that they are at the beginning of what they're doing, if that makes sense. They They are moving rapidly towards something that's even better than what they've done so far. And... That's exciting to me, man. Uh, I, that's that's a core element of what I look for in professional wrestling. It's not fan service necessarily, but it's listening to the fans. It's respecting the heritage and the lineage of the company that you basically are booking for. And respecting the wrestlers who helped you get to where you are. And Maybe we'll never see AJ Styles wrestling in Impact again. Maybe we'll never see AJ Styles as Impact World Champion again. And maybe we'll never get that reign that we should have gotten. Maybe we'll never see Christopher Daniels get the reign he should have gotten. Obviously, Daniels never won it. AJ won it several times, but never really got positioned as the guy, despite the fact that everyone in wrestling knew he was the guy. 
I digress. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is just it's rewarding, even if it might seem like too little too late. The more they do it, the more it feels sufficient, the more it feels like I can believe in this company again. And if there's anything I can do as a thank you, I felt like it would be to say, hey, this is worth your time. This is worth checking out. They are doing a great job and they are a show that is worth at the very least keeping your eye on. And I feel like people are beginning to do that. And I just hope that it happens in stronger numbers because what Impact has managed to do over the last year or so, really two years, has been reinvent themselves by going back to the basics of what made this company special in the first place. And honestly, that's all I could ever ask of them. And as a thank you, I make this episode and I say, hey, Maybe you should add this show to your weekly rotation. I don't even think it's maybe. I really think you should. And it might not be your cup of tea, and that's perfectly fine. It might not have been your cup of tea back then either. But I genuinely believe that they are moving towards what they used to be. And that is an exciting, exciting thing for me because that was, I admit, my favorite wrestling company. Now, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for listening once more. We are well past 100 now. I say well past for a few episodes past 100 episodes. We're going to keep on going. Uh, I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun listening. And if you're not, well, we're always open for feedback here. So the guy at the end is about to tell you what you can do to let us know where we're failing. So that's nice. Or you can tell us what we're doing well. You can tell us if you agree with me about Impact Wrestling. You can tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me that you thought Impact sucked the first time around, and we can have a fun conversation about that where I will happily fight that fight to prove you wrong. So on a serious note, thank you again for listening. Love you all so much for the support. And, uh, well, you know, stay safe out there. Stay happy. And if you can't do anything else, keep on loving professional wrestling. Thanks for listening. Catch us on Twitter at heel underscore turns underscore pod and on Instagram at heel turns and headlocks. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.